Welcome to the pod. That's what we super cool podcasters are now calling our podcast is the pod. And every week I want to talk to somebody who's got a little bit different of an experience with drinking. We've talked to people who have quit for a year. We've talked to people who have quit for, I think, 90 days. And right now we're going to talk to somebody who has done something that maybe you really want to do. And that is to quit drinking for a relatively short but very respectable amount of time. And this is uh, a friend of mine. If we sound friendly, that's because we know each other. And her name is Sarah. Sarah, how long has it been since you've had a drink, Sarah? Uh, Two and a half weeks. Which, do you know how many people, Sarah, and you too, have been to the point where it's like two and a half weeks? Shit, that's a long time. I mean, six months ago, Sarah would have said two and a half weeks. That's a long time, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. What is it that, tell me your story. I mean, tell me, you know, I can ask you questions and we can get individual answers and that's fine. Or you can just tell me your story about how and when and why it bothers you and who cares and why bother. Just tell me anything you want about what the message is that you want to share or your story. Um, well, you know, it got to a point like the pandemic, you know, affected everybody, but I think for me, it really hit, you know, when we had the first initial shutdown and I was just terrified because none of us knew what we were dealing with and what was going to happen. And so how, how I dealt with it was just, you know, let's drink to numb the pain and the fear and eat. And so it ended up becoming like a daily habit, um, just numbing myself from the fear of the unknown. And so um, over the course of the pandemic, it just became this daily crutch. And, you know, 25, 30 pounds later and drinking every day and drinking too much every day, it got to the point where I was finally like, this is just starting to affect me physically. Um, you know, I mean, I could work and function, but it was just physically wearing on me that I could tell. Um, I just wasn't feeling good. And I was just concerned about my health, my liver. Um, so I went to the doctor and had my liver's enzymes checked and they were elevated. And so then I started getting scared, like, okay, this is starting to become a problem because not only is it affecting me mentally and I'm, you know, using it as a crutch, but physically now it's affecting my body. And so then I got concerned. So last January I decided to take a break and, um, it took Wellbutrin and I think I had like 84 days where I hadn't had anything to drink and felt fantastic and wait, then 80 you know, wait 84 days. days let's stop there for a second talk to me about what is wellbutrin and 84 days and how did you rack up that kind of mileage what happened um it helps with um the receptors in your brain i don't know the details of it i'm not a doctor but is it exclusively it with cravings is it you exclusively know, it, for alcohol um no i mean it can be used for other things but okay. um it, okay. it can be used for alcohol and so um, I had taken that, you know, and made it 84 days. And then, you know, I w wanted to go out to a happy hour and was weak and I caved in and I blew 84 days and, uh, then I fell right back into my bad habit. So, so 84 days, mm -hmm. let's not take this lightly because I think there's something that, that I want to explore here a little bit because people will get this incredible streak 84 days. I mean, that's nearly three months. That is yep. from now, March, April. That is till the end of May. And mm -hmm. uh, what blew it for you? You said a happy hour. 
Yeah, basically that's what it came down to. Was, what were you thinking? You know, Do you remember? Was it like, you know, I've gone this long. Screw it. I deserve it. I'm only going to have this one week day. What What were you? Th- Do you remember what you were thinking? I just probably thought I could moderate and I could just, you know, have a couple and it wouldn't be a big deal. And I wanted to hang out with my friends and have a couple beers. And um, yeah, it, it didn't stay at a couple beers. Then it ended up falling back into my bad habit again. So right um, back into it, right back into it. And that's the thing is that, you know, there are some people that can moderate, but I understood, you know, now that I'm a year later, January, I, wanted to do dry January, try it over again. And, you know, I, I made it a few days here and there, but then I decided, you know, I just, I can't, I can't moderate. You know, I'm one of those people that it's all or nothing. So, so you couldn't I, you do know. one beer. Beer is your oh, drink I of could. choice. Okay. Oh, I could if I wanted to, but you know, why have one when I can have six, you know, I'm, you know, one of those people like why have, you know, a couple Doritos when I could have a whole bag. Sure. So it's kind of an obsessive compulsive kind of, I just, you know, I don't have the on off switch. I mean, I could force myself to, if I want to, but I don't naturally have it. And so it got to the point where it's like, you know, this just doesn't work for me. How many beers a day? I mean, I want to, I I don't want to interrupt your story, but I'm curious right now, you said five or six beers, I think a minute ago, how many beers a day was like your max or like usual? Um, you know, it just depended you know, on a weeknight I could have, you know, four could have six. I mean, this is Miller light. We're not talking about, you know, gin or vodka or anything crazy. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, they add up too. Um, but you know, if it was a weekend and I was, you know, by myself, I could easily have a 12 pack on a, you know, a weekend night, you know, again, you know, and, and again, no judgment here. I'll bet anybody who's listening that is wondering about their drinking is drink by themselves. And we joke about, Oh yeah, you drink by yourself. Ha ha. You have a drinking problem. Well, yeah, you probably do. If you drink by yourself more than once in a while, if you get home from work and have a glass of wine or two big deal, but if it's regular and you're drinking by 12, a 12 pack by yourself. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, did that ever make you sit there and go, God, Sarah, what are you doing? You know, I'm, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, you're alone and, you know, it's it's a way to, you know, get your mind away from being single and being by yourself. And it's easier to just numb out and watch, you know, Netflix and, you know, drink your beer and eat, you know, a frozen pizza. Then, you know, think about the fact that, you know, you're feeling alone and um, by yourself. So, so, so you being uh, it's, single, it's a coping thing. you being single now has kind of like, you know, that's. You know, you, I know you and you're a moderate, you're, I mean, you're a generally, not moderately, but you're a generally happy person, but you're single oh, yeah. and it's frustrating and, uh, you know, it's it's lonely. I'm alone mm-hmm. a lot of the time, too, because Susan has always gone to her store. So loneliness kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But two things that sure make you feel good, three things that make you feel good, uh, food, booze, and Netflix sure do yeah. make you feel good. They're a magical tonic for feeling kind of lonely and crappy. That's the thing about alcohol is it works. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but the but the thing about alcohol is it works for about three hours, and then three yeah. hours later you sober up and you feel like crap, or the next morning you wake up and you feel like crap. But in those yeah. three hours, damn, alcohol works, doesn't it? It it absolutely does, and that's that's the problem is that it works too well, and then it becomes a crutch, and so I needed to get away from that. So 
this January. Um, I just said, you know, I just, I can't moderate. It's just, just, just a fact. And um, so then I started doing the dry January, made it a few days and I'm like, this isn't working. So then I talked to my doctor and they prescribed naltrexone, which is another drug that helps um, people use it for quitting smoking, you know, drinking drugs. Um, it just basically kills the um, sensation you get from drinking. Um, the buzz. Um, is no shit. Just, Seriously. So you take this drug yeah. and you get no buzz from drinking. So therefore it's like drinking like lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, so where's the pleasure? So, Good God, exactly. though. Wouldn't it suck, though? It's like if you keep drinking, it's like, man, I haven't got a buzz. I'm going to have four more beers. Pretty soon you're passed out or you're, you know, choking on your own vomit in the tub. I mean, well, it's, you it's, just don't drink with it. I mean, okay. that's just, you just don't. You, know, you just don't. It's no, not like you, you, you do and don't get you just don't. OK, got it. OK. No, because no, what's the point? Why would I bother drinking it if I don't get anything out of it? God. So wow. um, it, it's a waste of time. So yeah, so that's been um, two and a half weeks and I've felt amazing. So um, just really am not missing it at all. How do you feel when you say, I'm sorry, I sound like I keep interrupting you. I'm a terrible interviewer. You are. I am. (laughs) I have a piece of shit interviewer because I'm so curious though. Yeah. What, when you say feel amazing, what do you mean? I feel good. The fear and anxiety that I had like during the pandemic. Um, I mean, my anxiety is way down. You think that alcohol helps it. It makes it a million times worse. So by eliminating the alcohol, my anxiety is way down. Um, I don't worry as much. I'm not angry. I used to be like really angry and bitter about being single and, um, you know, jealous of other people. Just, I mean, I, I felt really angry and I hated it because it's like, I'm not an angry person. I'm such a happy person, but man, you know, getting that alcohol in my system, I think it just, it brings out a different side of your personality and, um, it made loneliness worse. It made everything worse. And now I find myself just so much happier and optimistic where before I was really depressed and not looking forward to anything. Um, it's just, it's amazing when you get that garbage out of your system, how much better you feel. You know, I think that's true. So what, what are your, what are your nights like now? Because what was your trigger before? We always talk about the triggers and the settings where it's like, for some people, it's happy hour. And some people, it's when they sit down at dinner. And some people, it's when they get home and they're making dinner. What was your, what was your trigger? Oh, when I'd get home and make dinner, I hate cooking. So um, if I have to make stuff, like that was the worst time because it would just numb the pain of having to cook. Um, so now I make plans ahead of time and I try to make recipes or make stuff on the weekend. So I don't have to come home and make a huge meal and put a lot of prep time into, into it or I'll get takeout. Um, that's helped a lot. That definitely has made a difference. And I drink, you know, Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi or something to replace it. Cause I feel like I have to have something to drink, um, while I'm sitting watching TV or making dinner. So I switched with the Diet Coke. Um, Caffeine-free, so I'm not shaking because I drink enough of it that <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I'd be yeah, wrecked by the end of the night um, for the caffeine. And that's another thing that I've noticed that a lot of people experience is that um, alcohol is a great sleep aid. It's a wonderful sleep aid. And cause it helps yeah, until you, you wake up in the middle of the night. Exactly. Then, yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I'm, and I had something, and, and, and I don't know whether I told you about it, uh, within the last you know X amount of years in my life that was – so awful. It was so awful. And I've never talked about it. 
it was so awful that I drank every night to stop the the anxiety of it. And uh, I it was the only thing that calmed me down. And sometimes come home with such anxiety, I would drink at noon. I would have three glasses of wine at noon and I would pass out mm-hmm. and uh, take yeah. a nap on the couch. And it felt wonderful until, until I woke, woke up. up, until mm-hmm. I woke up two yep. hours later, foggy, yep. anxious and sober and feeling like shit. Yeah. And, but in the same thing, if you go to bed at night, if you use alcohol as a sleep aid, you do wake up about three hours later and you are in a state of awakeness that you don't quite experience unless right. you're waking up from drinking. Wow. Right. So how are we doing this? I mean, what is your, what's your, what you, so you, you're drinking your Coke, your diet Coke, you're, yep. you know, you're, what are you distracting yourself? I mean, do you get temptations? Tell me a little bit about like, cause there's so many people like, damn, I want to do that, but I, I can't, I'm not going to have a diet Coke every night or a caffeine free Coke. That's not going to help me. What else has helped well, you? I think you just have to come to terms with it. Um, you know, when I, I finally realized after, you know, how many decades of drinking, um, I'm like, you know what? I just, I can't moderate. I just, I cannot do it anymore. And it's like, once you kind of give up that you have that understanding, it's like, almost like I surrender, you know, it's like, it's just, it's not for me. I can't do it. Um, and, and there's no yes anymore. It's like, it's just, it's not an option. So once you put it in that perspective, it's, and I, you can't think of it as like the fear of missing out. You have to look at it and twist it more of like the joy of missing out that I'm really, what am I missing out on? Am I I'm missing out on pouring a poison down my throat, making me sick, making my you know mental health bad, my anxiety, um, it could cause me to pass out and something bad to happen to me, something bad to happen to someone else in my life. Um, you know, what am I missing out on? You know, cause you're trying to chase this 20 minute buzz. And then after that, then you spend the whole time chasing it cause you get that initial buzz and then you're just chasing it the rest of the time until you pass out. And wow. it's, it's a waste of time. It's, it's not, you're not missing out on anything. And so I think once you switch the mental perspective of it, it changes everything. And I seriously do not miss it. And I never thought I would say that because I've gone through so many streaks of feeling like I'm missing out and I can't hang out with everybody else. And it's like, that's just a bunch of crap. It's, it's just a mind shift is all it is. And once you can make that shift, it's a whole new ball game. Have you, and that's really admirable. And I think that's really true. And I really hope and believe that you'll stick with this. Um, have you tried non-alcoholic beer? Because you're a beer person. Yeah. Has the does that give you the same like you know you got the the cold bottle in your hand or the cold can in your hand? Was that the same or was that just like why 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 what what was your experience it's, with that? It's I mean you know it'd be fine I guess if I was at a gathering with other people that were drinking, um, but it's kind of the same thing like why bother? I'm not going to get anything out of it. It's just a waste of calories. Um, and it really doesn't taste that great, you know? So, I mean, not that any alcohol tastes great anyways. Oh, so I beg to differ. Oh, it, why that's where you're wrong. Y'all, alcohol oh. is so delicious. It's oh like a God. cigarette, no. Sarah. Seriously. It's like a cigarette that burn. Oh, I've never a smoker. Ew. Ah, oh, no, you're I missing out. That. You got to start no. seriously. That burn when you no, suck in that <laughs> cigarette and it burns your lungs oh, a little God, bit. No. Oh, Ew. especially menthol. Oh, I miss that. 
<laughs> no, my mouth tasting like an ashtray is not appealing. I've tried it a couple times. And Amateur. It's so awful. Amateur. Yeah. Listen, I smoked from like uh, my first cigarette was in kindergarten. I smoked off and on like probably from 18 on. And, uh, and you know, this is back. I don't want to get off on smoking, but this is back when smoking was much more acceptable. You could smoke in a Remember, you'd walk into a restaurant smoking or not. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yep. And now the idea of smoking Absolutely. in a restaurant, which ended probably 20 years ago, is like, are you kidding me? Smoking right. on flights. Remember, you used to be able to smoke on an airplane. Oh, yeah, the ashtrays on the seats. Yeah. 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 And uh, I rent little airplanes to go flying. And little airplanes, you know, they've been around. Most little airplanes, there's new ones. But airplanes last a whole lot longer than cars. So it's not uncommon to fly an airplane that was built in 1975. Not uncommon at all. And there's a little tiny ashtray in the airplane. And there's a little tiny cigarette lighter in the airplane, too. What's funny, you and I, because we're a little bit older, we remember those as a cigarette lighter. But if you're younger... Mm -hmm. I remember I took a bunch of Cub Scouts up one time. They're like, oh, cool. It's got a phone charger in here. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, that is not a phone charger. That is a 1975 cigarette lighter. Anyway, right. Let me ask but you. You've also no noticed, I mean, like, didn't mean to cut you off, but, you know, remember how smoking used to be so socially acceptable. And then all of a sudden it was like, now it's a stigma and, like, God forbid, like, people are horrified to see somebody smoke. Oh, yeah. Um, but now you've started to see a shift with alcohol, too that younger generations do not drink like our older generations do. And there is a shift more where it's more socially acceptable now for people to not drink, whether it's, you know, they just want to be fit or health reasons or whatever, that the tide's turning. You see more non-alcoholic, um, you know, when you go out to restaurants, they have mocktails. You see more non-alcoholic beers and spirits and things on the market that the tide's turning. And there's just, I think it's awesome that people are starting to get away from it and realizing, you know, what, how horrible this is for you and that you're really not missing out on anything. So I'm hoping that it continues with that momentum and that we'll see that shift in society. It may not ever get to the cigarettes and the way it is now, but I hope we get there because yes. it is a horrible thing for people to consume. I don't care if you could moderate or not. It's just not good for any of us. And we don't need it. to. Live oh, now you become life. one of those preachy drinkers. Now you're a preachy drinker. Because you know what? I'm, I feel so good not drinking that I want everyone to feel as good as I'm feeling right now. You're like one of and those so CrossFit people. if that's preachy, people. then that's preachy. So. No, you're, you're like a CrossFit person now. You become no fun. No, I'm kidding you. I admire that, and I think you're absolutely right. I'm more fun now. I used to think I was fun when I was drinking. <laughs> I'm a hell of a lot more fun when I don't drink. And my laughing, my it's belly laughs. It's not, you know, chuckles. I mean, it's real authentic belly laughs so because when you drink like you're numbing the bad stuff but you're also numbing the good stuff Ooh, so you don't enjoy life like you do when you're sober and you're not drinking so when you're numbing you're numbing everything it's the good and the bad so you're missing out on a lot when you drink i think that's true two observations um the, about what you've said one is yes, you're right. A couple of generations ago, smoking was thought to be invigorating and cool and sophisticated. President mm -hmm. Kennedy, there are videos of him and Jackie Kennedy smoking because it was sophisticated and it was cool and it was very socially acceptable. If you watch movies from the 60s or or documentaries from the 60s, there's somebody smoking. I mean, I watch old Twilight mm -hmm. Zone episodes and the guy Rod Serling, who's like, you know, um, uh, introduces the story. 
in some of them, he's got a cigarette in his hands. Like, come on. Also, yep. I wanted to ask you this one because I haven't touched on this one and then we're going to wrap up here. I appreciate your time. Uh, is you are responsible for another human being. And yes. that did that play into uh, your drinking and this other human being say, good Lord, Sarah, stop with this shit. Or what was your experience with this other human being? Um, yeah, I mean, now that she's older and she's a teenager, she was more aware of it. And it was more just like, oh, it's gross. And, oh, you know, and it was more like she was like, mom, you know, you sit there and complain that, you know, you're overweight and, you know, you want to go on a diet and you want to look good. And then you're sitting there drinking that and you're eating a bunch of junk. And so she was just more aware of it. And it, it like annoyed her. Did that help and, you or did that piss you off? Um, Kind of a combination. You know, you do get kind of annoyed. Um, but at the same time, she was totally right. And I was like, yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. But also, I want to be a good role model to her. And I don't want her to think that she needs to numb something to cope with life. And I don't want to, like, die young from it either. And so I want to live a long time to be around for her. And I'm not going to if I keep pouring this crap down my throat. Um, so it was a good motivator and, you know, the thing she was right and she's totally right. Um, and I want to be a good role model for my kid and I don't want her to think that she has to drink to be cool and to have fun and she needs it to cope with life. You know, and I kind of was looking back, like back when I was in high school, I was a goody two shoes. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do anything in high school. I was just the good, good straight A student band geek. And, um, you know, I'm like, I want to get back to that girl because that girl thought drinking was stupid and why would anybody do it? It just makes you look stupid and smell bad. And I wanted to get back to that. And I feel like I'm kind of getting back to that person, that 17 year old that just like lived life and didn't put all this garbage in her body. And it's a good thing, you know? Well, good luck with that. And really appreciate you being on the show on the podcast, uh, this week, I really want to hear from more people and I want to see, I was thinking about who else would I would like to hear from on the podcast. I'd like to talk to more guys because we've had Jess on, but honestly, I, I think maybe we have a lot of women that listen to the podcast and I totally appreciate that. Uh, but if you are a guy and you want to be on the podcast, um, I would love to talk to you. If you are in the middle of it, maybe you are now 30 days sober, or maybe you are really struggling and you can't go for more than like, you know, a few hours without having a drink. And remember, I am not trying to be anybody's counselor. I am only trying to talk to people who are going through what a lot of people are talking about and are or, or going through. And I've gotten so many good comments from people who are saying, you know, Dave, really, I appreciate this because there's a lot of people who just they won't talk about this because it is kind of a stigma and maybe you know somebody around the neighborhood who drinks a little bit too much and you wonder i know somebody right now who i know drinks way too much but they will not admit it's a problem and their partner also drinks a lot and it just is kind of part of their day so thanks for listening send emails to dave ryan at kdwb.com and thanks for listening to take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything